This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Alrighty, so here's a video I've been wanting to make for a pretty long time, at least since The Last Jedi has come out. And I've been working on the script, going back and forth here and there, and to be honest, just been really nervous to actually release this. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Before we begin, I just want to say first and foremost that I'm not making this video to say that I'm better than Ryan Johnson or the team at Lucasfilm and Disney. I'm just a YouTuber and a giant Star Wars fan with a bit of a different vision than Ryan. So that's all it is. That said, let's start this video with a question. How do I even go about making this? I would have to rewrite the whole movie, and while that would be cool, it would be a three-hour video of still images panning in and out of the screen. So what I'm going to do is make this extremely condensed, and even so, I will make several parts to this, as I don't want to miss details of scenes or have it be rushed. So here's the first part, and of course, as I've mentioned in other videos, if you want me to make a more realistic version of The Last Jedi with changing some of the subtleties and little things from the actual movie, I will do that as well. However, this one is going to be the absolutely insane and totally different fanfiction that you guys wanted. As for now, let's finally get to part one. So without further ado, I give you my version of Star Wars Episode Eight. As the movie pans down through space as it always does, we don't start with Poe like we did in the film. Rather, we see Mustafar come into view. When all of a sudden, Kylo Ren's TIE Destroyer, inspired by his grandfather, blasts past the camera, shaking the screen and speeding towards the volcano planet. As we get a close cockpit view of Kylo without his mask, sweating and nervous, he enters the atmosphere, landing on none other than Darth Vader's castle. As the ship's door opens and Kylo comes before the massive door to Darth Vader's fortress, he bows as we get an aerial shot of just how massive it is compared to him. 
Reaching out and using the force to open the door, he is denied, as only Vader's presence could open the gates themselves. Looking to a bowl that rests on a small pillar at Kylo's eyes, he realizes this was intended for Vader's massive robotic height. The writing, he recognized it. He knew what he had to do. Grabbing a knife from his belt, he slit his palm and allowed the sacred Skywalker blood to drip down into the basin, recognizing that he was the heir to the throne. As the doors began to open, he realized that this must have been some sort of failsafe if Vader couldn't open the doors himself someday. As he enters inside, the lights begin to dim on, cold, dark, and mysterious. He looks to the left, the far left, Arabish writing inscribed on the wall, Red Temple. Seeing stairs that led down a spiral stone staircase, he walks to it, determined, his footsteps echoing in the massive grand hall of his grandfather's castle. We're brought to the planet of Octu, where we see the beautiful ocean as Rey moves to hand an aged Luke Skywalker, the lightsaber of his father. As Luke looks at it, stunned and bewildered, he takes the weapon, his mechanical hand shaking, observing it. He looks down at it as tears swell within his eyes. Mumbling something to himself that Ray can't make out, Luke says through fought back tears, Father. As he looks up at Ray, a single tear streaming down his weathered, hairy face, he asks her, Who are you? As Ray tells him she's been sent here by his sister Leia to help fight the First Order and lead the Resistance as a beacon of hope, he looks down and shakes his head slowly, staring at the historic weapon. I... I can't. As she looks confused watching him walk past her, pocketing his old lightsaber, she follows him to his hut. Why won't you help us? The galaxy needs you, she says. I need more time. I'm not ready. As Luke turns to speak, he sees the Millennium Falcon far down below. Turning to Rey, he begins to trust her immediately. Did you come alone? He asked. Where's Han? Where's Chewie? As she moves to point, Luke runs past her and hugs Chewbacca. Both of them emotional and have not seen one another for decades. As Luke looks up with a warm smile at his old friend, he makes a joke about Han being out of shape and taking forever to climb the steps. As Rey and Chewie fall silent, Luke steps backwards, a look of concern dawning over his face. Where's Han? As Rey begins to tell him, he silences her and looks to Chewie. Chewie, where's Han? As Chewie speaks Wookiee, Luke falls to the ground, crying tears harder than he can remember as Chewie pulls him up and cries with him, explaining that Ben Solo has turned to the dark side fully and is the cause of Han's death as a means of providing his loyalty to Snoke. Luke begins to cry, this time not with sadness, but with rage. Every single hut around them begins to shake as stones fall and the clouds begin to circle the clear skies. Lightning crackling from above as the ground they stand on begins to separate and Chewie lets out a massive roar to bring Luke back to his senses before he unleashes powers he kept dormant for decades in exile. As he stops his sobbing, he turns to Rey, the anger in his eyes beginning to swell when all goes silent and he says, Where's Ben? As General Leia leads the Resistance to fight the First Order in space, Poe Dameron is brought into view with his X-Wing in front of an entire battalion of rebels, new and old. Going through a several-minute high-action space battle against Hux and his fleet of destroyers, we see a scene similar to that in The Last Jedi, when Snoke finally appears before Hux as a hologram, furious, slamming Hux's face to the floor where we see several of his teeth missing or at least a crooked, broken nose, as the rebels begin to win against the First Order with Admiral Akbar leading one of the battalions. Returning back to Mustafar, we see Kylo in Vader's dungeons, where his Sith temple was located beneath the castle itself. 
Surrounded by rivers of lava and cliffs leading to the planet's very core, he is surrounded by the ancient belongings of his grandfather. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Walking past duplicates of his suit parts like an armory, he observes the ancient Sith holocrons scattered about, hoping to find what he was looking for, in search of something he has wanted for a long time, hoping that it even exists here to this day. He begins to become impatient, the dark side swelling further within him as he hears a whisper. When he quickly turns to his left, no, it must have just been an echo, he thought to himself. When he hears the whisper of his name again in the cave below, as he walks to the opening, seeing nothing but darkness, he ignites his flickering red lightsaber and puts it in front of him as he hears a woman call to him. This voice, it was a voice he had never heard before, but as if he knew who it was. It was soft and beautiful. The voice of his own mother didn't sound so angelic. Moving through the darkness of the cave itself, unsure of anything just like his future, he used the crimson glow of his weapon as a guide. As he came to a wall, he began to become very impatient. A cave leading to nowhere, he thought. The voice, it vanished, but yet something still pulled him to this spot to stay here. Feel the voice. There it was again, but this time it was a man. He did not recognize this voice either. It was powerful, heroic. He wanted to hear it again. Who are you? Speak to me. I order you to speak. Feel. What did that mean? Kylo thought. As he sheathed his weapon, the blackness of the cave swallowing him like a nightmare. Kylo was not afraid. He reached out with his arm, fingers turning the force to its very tune like a dial. The grandson of Skywalker was surely gifted with the force itself, as a small platform-shaped box began to slide out from the cave's wall, illuminating the cave with a dim light that attracted Kylo to see what was inside. Feeling the rage build within him, this nonsense of the time being wasted, he saw it was nothing more than just a necklace. A misshapen wooden square, small enough to be a pendant in one's hand. Useless, he thought. He reached his hand within when he felt the world beneath him move under his feet in an open field, the sun blaring on his face. Looking around, he heard birds, water. Where was he? What was this place? Laughter emanated to his right, far away, but clear to his ears. That was when he saw them, a man and a woman. They were young. One wore the tunic of a Padawan, with a braid much like he had when he was younger, training under Luke Skywalker. Running towards them, the world began to shift again, when he found himself this time in the dark, staring at a massive glowing orb dancing about in a stadium filled with aliens from across the galaxy. Everything lost its brightness as two people from the back began to illuminate into view. They were almost close enough to hear an old, short man with a long protruding nose sat next to some robed boy. He couldn't have been much younger than Kylo himself, seeing only the sides of their faces as Kylo yelled at them to respond. They didn't hear. He leaned forwards over one of the pods in hopes to get them to respond when he fell below the stadium, whirling out of view as he landed in a red office. The color of a lightsaber that he had never seen before swung at his head. As he ducked and purple blurred, using his quick Skywalker reflexes, he ignited his lightsaber, but it was too late. The purple haze had gone back through to his head and sliced him 
to meet the red of another. Kylo was unharmed, turning around to see the face of the same old man from the opera. Swinging at them both, the red of his lightsaber blinds his vision to reveal that he is in a Jedi temple. But not like Master Luke's, this one was much larger. It was empty, however. Hearing blaster fire, he raised his already ignited lightsaber as he saw Jedi Masters all around him as they surrounded the same young man as before in the opera. The man bared a scar much like his on his face above his right eye. He used the force like only Kylo could dream of. Swinging his blue lightsaber with such speed and precision, dropping all the Jedi around him to the floor. Seeing children run away in fear as the man walked further into the abyss. As the ground opens up to bring Kylo back to the planet he was on. But something was different. Where was Vader's castle? Where was his ship? As he looked to the right, he saw a bearded man jump to a hill, waving his arms to someone. There he was, again. The same young man with the long feathered hair from the opera, and the office, and the temple. He looked different, his eyes defiant and full of hatred. Kylo began to realize what was happening. As Obi-Wan walked past him, tears in his eyes, Kylo went to see what waited for him at the bottom of the hill. The sight threw him to his knees as he began to gasp for air. Unable to breathe at all, he was strapped to a bed in agonizing pain he didn't even know could exist, screaming for help, for someone to get him out of this dream. Unable to fathom how he was still alive, he saw that decrepit old man again, cloaked, hovering over him like a devil, like a phantom as he began to laugh and raise his hands, sparking purple light as Kylo landed out of breath back on the stone floor. Kylo threw the necklace away, his face whiter than a ghost. He scurried from the cave like a lost dog, and as he was about to enter the lava-surrounded temple, he was frozen in place and levitated to the air, again unable to breathe, this time without his control. As the shot pans to the back of Snoke's scarred head and the collar of his elegant, expensive, and ancient golden robes bringing Kylo towards him with the Force, his massive hand hovering above Kylo waving for him to come closer, the giant gold-encrusted obsidian black ring on his finger. As the camera slowly lowers to his other hand by his side, we see him twirling something between his fingers, a familiar black and chrome object. As we see Snoke's perched and ugly lips, voice, Come, come boy. boy, I have what you seek. Well, that was part one, guys. There are obviously tons of different scenarios as to where this can all lead for part two, but I'd like for you guys to let me know where you want The Last Jedi to go. I figure this part would only take maybe one-fifth of the whole movie, so maybe just 30 minutes at most. Now, also, there are tons of other ways that this film could have started, but this is just one of the versions that I had in my head, so I thought might as well start with this one. I'd love to know what you guys think or would want to happen from here. Let me know down below what you thought of it, and by all means, you don't have to like this version at all. There was nothing wrong with The Last Jedi, however, this was just another version. This is just a plain fan fiction as to another way that it could go. If you guys do want part two, then I'll get straight to work on that. So let me know as well. Thanks for watching today's fan fiction. I hope you all enjoyed it. I will see you all in the next episode. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be with you always.